to glory land. It won't be long until I take the hand of Jesus Christ with a great big smile. We sit right down and talk a while. Charles Watson was born again on May 23, 1975, at the California Men's Colony. His transformation can best be described as amazing grace. Here's one of his messages from his early years of ministry. Until I see the man, the Prince of Peace. Praise God. You know, my prayer this morning is that God will do a work in your life. You know, I know there's some men here this morning that God needs to do a work in their life. And I'd like to just share for a second, before we get to praising God, something that happened in my life this morning that I think will bless you. This week I was walking up the aisle here and all of a sudden this big black man started down the aisle. I love blacks, by the way, I'm just telling a story. He weighed about 350 pounds and he came down the aisle all smiles and jumping around and saying, hey, you remember me? I said, no, I don't remember you. He says, hey, I'm lots of papa. I thought for a second and I said, lots of papa. He says, yeah, Bernard, you know. He told me his last name for the sake of telling the story. I won't say his last name, but he's here in the institution. And all of a sudden I thought and I says, oh, yeah? He said, yeah. I says, I hadn't got any money, man. <laughs> he said, oh, that was garbage money anyway. And it just so happened that 13 years ago out on the street in 1969, I had burnt a guy for $2,700. And I was hoping for the day that I'd never see him again. <laughs> but on top of all that, my partner had, had shot him. Shot him right here. They liked to kill him. Liked to kill him. I says, hey man, I said, let's go sit down in the back seat here. I says, what's happening, man? You know, I was just stunned, really stunned. I said, uh, you must know Jesus with a smile on your face like that. He says, no, I don't know the Lord yet. He says, I've tried Islam and I've tried uh, Buddha. And matter of fact, I'm trying Buddha right now, but he don't seem to be working. I got a lot of questions in that area. I said, wow, man, I said, I hope you get to know Jesus. He says, no, I just got into a lot of self-help programs and kind of got my head together. I said, well, you really have to have your head together to, you know, be like this with me right now after what I caused to happen in your life. So he started running down a lot of things that happened right during that time that I really didn't know. He pulled up his shirt and showed me where the bullet had went in and where he had got cut all the way from here up to here and how his heart had stopped twice. And the more he told me, I said, oh, my Lord, I says, how can the guy just sit there and, and uh, you know, forgive me like that, you know, and not even know Jesus? And you can ima imagine what relief was going through my life, you know, at that time, you know, to know that, that he was just there and, and wasn't really going to bring any retaliation upon my life or anything like that. So we sat there and talked for a long time, and I talked to him about Jesus, and just hopefully he'll get to know the Lord. Praise God. But well, we had a real good conversation there. And, you know, I was just blown away. I was just really blown away. And, and I was just wondering, say, so how can this be? 
And as I was meditating on the word that night, the Lord just kind of spoke to me in that scripture that, that when your ways please the Lord, it even causes your enemies to be at peace with you. And I know that my ways don't please the Lord in a lot of ways, but I know that as our ways please the Lord, I know that our enemies will be at peace with us. And I just wanted to share that with you. That's really uh, been a happening in my life this week that just blew my mind. And, and I hope it blesses you to know that, glory to God, you know, no matter what happens in the past, God forgives. And when God forgives you, it causes your enemies to be at peace with you. You know, and when I think about things like that, it just causes me to have something a little more to praise God for. And that's what we're going to do right now. Let's just stand and praise God, okay? For the forgiveness that we have in Christ Jesus. Amen. Glory to God. Let's all praise Him now. Praise God. Praise God. Praise God. Oh, praise my God. seated. Glory to God. Let's all open our Bible this morning to the book of Acts. The book of Acts, chapter 19, beginning with verse number 13. You know, every time I read this story, I can't help but laugh. So if you want to laugh this morning about what we're about to read, you can. Praise God. I remember one time I was sharing this scripture one Sunday night. There's this little guy here called Sharky. I went through this scripture here. He said, read that again. <laughs> he just loved this scripture. And I tell you, I do too. In Acts chapter 19, verse number 13. 
It says, Then certain of the vagabond Jews, they were traveling Jews, they were exorcists, took upon them to call over them which had evil spirits. The name of the Lord Jesus Christ, saying, We adjure you by Jesus whom Paul preaches. And the evil spirits answered and said, Jesus I know, and Paul I know, but who are you? And the man in whom the evil spirit was leaped on them and overcame them and prevailed against them so that they fled out of that house naked and wounded. <laughs> it says, And this was known to all the Jews and Greeks also, dwelling in Ephesus, and fear fell on them all. And the name of the Lord Jesus was magnified. And many that believed came and confessed and showed their deeds. Many of them also, which used curious arts, brought their books together and burned them before all men, and they counted the price of them and found it 50,000 pieces of silver. So mightily grew the word of God and prevailed. Let's go back to verse number 13. Talks about these vagabond Jews. They were exorcists. They were not born-again people. They did not have a personal relationship with Jesus Christ. They did not believe in Jesus Christ. goes on to say, They took upon themselves to call over them which had evil spirits. These men were going to cast out evil spirits in the name of Jesus. They were going to cast out evil spirits in a name that they knew nothing about. Brother, if you're not born again, you can't use the name of Jesus. You imagine if you don't know someone and all of a sudden you start trying to throw his name around, you're going to be a fool. That name's not going to go very far, amen? Especially when they contact the guy's name who you're using. You're going to say, I don't know that guy. See, you've got to know Jesus and Jesus has to know you. They didn't know Jesus. They were exorcists. They were not born again. It goes on to say here that they said, we adjure you by Jesus whom Paul preaches. They only knew Jesus because Paul preached about Jesus. They didn't have a personal relationship with Jesus Christ themselves. Amen. I think a lot of us today are depending on other people's relationship with Christ for our own. Think about this morning. Ask yourself that question. Are you relying on someone else's Christian faith? Maybe you're relying on Jimmy Swaggart's Christian faith to get you to heaven. Maybe you're relying on Kenneth Copeland. Maybe you're relying on Reverend McGuire to get you to heaven. Maybe you're relying on someone else's Christian faith. These exorcists here were relying on Jesus whom Paul preached. That's all they knew about Jesus. Paul was preaching it and it seemed to work. Are you relying on someone else's Christian faith to take you to heaven? In other words, are you going to try to grab on somebody's shirt tail and go up to heaven with them when they get raptured? We can't rely upon somebody else. We've got to rely upon our own Christian faith. Amen? This goes on to say here, 
And there were seven sons of one Siva, a Jew, and chief of the priest, which did so. So these exorcists were sons of a priest, the sons of Siva, the seven sons of Siva. And they were trying to use Jesus' name, and they did not have a relationship with him. They were not born again. So what happened? It says, the evil spirits answered and said, Jesus I know and Paul I know, but who are you? I believe those evil spirits knew that Jesus Christ had defeated Satan. I believe those evil spirits knew that Paul knew that Jesus Christ had defeated Satan. They said, Paul I know. And Jesus, I know, but I sure don't know you. Amen. Why? Because they didn't know Jesus. Who are you? That's the question I'm asking you this morning. What kind of relationship do you have with Jesus Christ? Are you depending on someone else's relationship with Jesus Christ? Demons tremble at the name of Jesus. When a man speaks it from a knowledgeable viewpoint of knowing beyond the shadow of a doubt in faith that Jesus Christ defeated the works of Satan at the cross. Demons tremble at that name. But you have to be born again and living in that name. You have to be in the family. You have to have the name of Jesus. You have to be a son of God to use that name. It goes on to say here. And the man in whom the evil spirit was, leaped on them and overcame them and prevailed against them so that they fled out of that house naked and wounded. Because they didn't know Jesus, they didn't know Jesus in a personal way and were not born again, that evil spirit prevailed over them, beat them, wounded them, and they fled out of this house stark raving naked. Amen. Amen. In other words, those evil spirits that jumped on those men knew that those sons of Siva didn't have any right messing with them. Amen. Amen. The sons of Siva didn't have the legal right to do anything to an evil spirit. They were controlled by evil spirits themselves. And Satan don't cast out Satan. Amen. See, these sons of Siva here, they didn't know what their rights were in Jesus. They didn't know who they were in Christ. They only knew who somebody else was. Amen. They didn't know they were saved. They weren't saved. They didn't know a personal relationship with Jesus Christ, so they got beat and wounded. There's a lot of us in that area of life today. Because we don't know who we are in Christ, we get wounded, we get whipped, and get stripped naked by the 
wiles of the old devil. Every wind and doctrine comes along and blows us away because we don't know who we are in Christ and what kind of rights we have in that name. Amen. We're just relying upon someone else's faith. Allowing, uh, uh, relying upon a good sermon by some well-known preacher. Relying upon our next-door neighbor's faith when, at all, when all the time we're getting all whipped and wounded because we don't have a personal relationship with Jesus Christ. See, when you know you have a personal relationship with Jesus Christ, and when you have faith in Jesus Christ, you know who else knows it? Satan knows it. And when he comes at you, he won't ask, ask you, who are you? He's going to know who you are. And he's going to know you have a personal relationship with Jesus, and he's going to flee. Glory to God. It says, when you submit yourself to God, resist the devil, and he'll flee from you. But brother, you've got to submit yourself to God and know who you are as a Christian. You've got to know what rights you have as a Christian. You've got to know your weapons as a Christian. You've got to know the power in the name of Jesus Christ as a Christian. Who are you this morning? Do you know those rights? Does Satan see that you have those rights? See, Satan looks at what you know. If you don't know that you're saved, brother, he's going to run right over you. If you don't know that you've been healed by the stripes of Jesus, he's going to run right over you. If you don't know that you've been made right with God and given authority and power to, to walk a productive Christian life, overcoming life in this world, he's going to run right over you. See, the scriptures say that you shall know the truth and the truth shall make you free. It makes you free from the bondage of Satan when you know the truth. When you know the truth, brother, you're set free from Satan. And when he comes at you, he knows you know the truth and he flees, praise God, because he knows the truth is that he was defeated at the cross, glory to God, and he won't mess with you. Amen. He knows Jesus. He knows Paul because Paul knew Jesus, amen. But who are you? Does he know you? He knows you to the degree that you know who you are. Do you know you're a Christian this morning? Do you know you have authority and power over the wiles of the devil this morning? Or is he coming to you and seeing some kind of little namby-pamby, don't know who you are, Christian, wondering if you're saved, and just rough-shotting right over you? What boat are you in this morning? It says, you shall know the truth, and the truth shall make you free, free from the bondage of Satan. And if you don't know that you're Set free from Satan, brother, he'll come in and run right over you. You got to know it. You got to know you've been set free. And if you don't know it, you're still in his bondage. Amen. Amen. If you don't know you've been set free and saved, you must be still there in that bondage. You're still there. Paul said, I am persuaded that neither death nor life nor angels, nor principalities, nor things to come, nor heights, nor depths, nor any other creature shall be able to separate me from the love of God which is in Christ Jesus. Brother, you've got to be persuaded of your Christianity. You've got to know who you are. 
You got to know you're saved and that now you have authority in that name. But if you don't know it, brother, Satan sure ain't going to know it. Amen. Daniel said a real good statement in 1132. He said, they that know their God shall be strong and do exploits. Brother, you got to know your God before you can do any exploits in his name. Amen. Another scripture comes to mind here in 1 Timothy. 2 Timothy. Paul said this. I know whom I am believed and I am persuaded that he is able to keep that which I have committed unto him against that day. I know who I have believed in and I am persuaded that Jesus is able to keep me. Amen. That Jesus is able to keep me against that day. I'm persuaded and I know beyond the shadow of a doubt who I am in Christ. The story goes on here. In the book of Acts, chapter 19. It says, and this was known to all the Jews and the Greeks also dwelling at Ephesus, and fear fell on them all, and the name of the Lord Jesus was magnified. And many that believed came and confessed and showed their deeds. Many of them also, who used curious arts, brought their books and burned them before all men, and they counted the pieces of them, and they were as fifty pieces of silver, and so mightily grew the word of God and prevailed. Men began to see and come into the knowledge that if you didn't know Jesus Christ and have a personal relationship with Jesus Christ, that demons would just make havoc of you. If you don't know Jesus and if you don't know who you are in Christ, let me say it again, demons will come in and make havoc out of you. It says here in verse 17, and this was known to all the Jews and to the Greeks. What was known? That if you didn't know Jesus and you tried to cast out an evil spirit that they had come and whip you and send you out of the house stark raving naked. Amen. That's what was known. But then it was also known among the Jews that Paul knew Jesus and that Paul was effective as a Christian. See, two things was known. That if you know Jesus Christ and have a personal relationship with Jesus Christ, that you can be an effective Christian. And that if you don't, you're going to get your clothes stripped off of you and flee in stark raving nakedness. Amen? You have the choice this morning. Who are you? Who are you? Do you know that you're saved? Are you persuaded beyond the shadow of the doubt that you have power in the name of Jesus Christ? Does Satan know that you're a Christian? When he comes at you, is he just running roughshod over you because you really don't know? Like the sons of Siva? It says, so mightily grew the word of God. I have four questions for you this morning. Are you relying on somebody else's faith to get you to heaven? Number two would be, do you know who you are in Christ? 
and that you have power in that name because you're a born-again Christian. The third question was, does Satan see you as some kind of phony and just running roughshod right over you because you don't know who you are in Christ? And question number four would be, do you need to repent and let the Word of God prevail in your life? The Word of God says, But as many as receive him, to them gave he power to become sons of God, even to them that believed upon his name. But as many as receive him, to them gave he power to become sons of God, even to them that believed upon his name. Brother, you have to believe upon his name and become a son of God. The book of Mark in chapter 16 tells us they that believe signs and wonders shall follow them. In other words, they that believe shall be effective Christians. They that know who they are in Christ, they that know that they're saved, they that know they have a relationship with God shall be effective Christians. Shall not let the devil run over them and move them about with every wind and every doctrine. The Word also tells us that we're to know that we're the temples of the Holy Ghost. Paul uses that word know and John uses that word know in the Greek kenosko over and over and over and over that you might know. That you might know that you're the temple of God and that the Spirit of God dwelleth in you. See, if you know that, when the old enemy, when the old evil spirits come at you, all of a sudden he'll see the Spirit of God dwelling in you and he won't want anything to do with you. But when he comes at you, if he don't see that you know that, he will deceive you, he will run over you, he will convince you that you should go and do his bidding. But when he comes at you and he sees beyond the shadow of the doubt that you're persuaded and that you know that you're the temple of the Holy Ghost and that He is not going to have any place in your life, He is going to flee from you. These sons of Siva, when they came up against these evil spirits, they had more than they could handle on their own ability. They thought they could do it just because someone else can do it. Maybe some of you in here are thinking today that you can be effective over the works of the devil just because I am or just because Bruce is or just because Jimmy Swagger is. No. You have to know it yourself. You have to know that you can be effective and effective Christian in this world because you yourself have a personal relationship with Jesus Christ. And that you know beyond a shadow of a doubt that you are the temple of God because the Spirit of God dwelleth in you. That you are a son of God because you believe. And that because you believe, now you can be an effective Christian. And signs and wonders will follow your life as a Christian. And you can not only be able to overcome in your own life, but also be effective in causing others to see that they too can overcome. You can become a witness. Because you know and have faith in Jesus Christ. In the book of Philippians, if you'd like to turn there with me, to chapter 3, 
Verse number 10, I would like to read a few scriptures to you here. Paul was saying this, that I might know him and the power of his resurrection. Paul was saying that I might know Jesus and that I might know the power that is in that resurrection and the fellowship of his suffering and be made conformable unto his death. If by any means I might attain unto the resurrection of the dead, not as though I had already attained, either were already perfect, but I follow after if that I may apprehend that for which also I am apprehended of Christ. Brethren, I count myself not of apprehended. I count myself not of coming to the full knowledge of the resurrection of Jesus Christ. But he goes on to say, but this one thing I know, I forget about those things which are behind, and I press towards the mark of the prize of the high calling, which is in God, in Christ Jesus. Pressing on. Pressing on. Attaining a greater knowledge of who you are in Christ, knowing that you are a son of God, knowing that you are the temple of God. And to the degree that you know it, brother, when the enemy tries to come in like a flood, the Spirit of God will come against him through your life. And that enemy will flee from you and won't have any effect, such as he did with the sons of Siva. Or any of you being stripped I know I was before I got to know Jesus. I was stripped by the devil and sent out of the house stark raving naked. And I think if every one of you were to check out your life, you'd have to just about confess the same thing. But now that we're a Christian, we're to not let the evil spirits run roughshod over us and take control of us because we know Jesus. Are those evil spirits looking at you and saying, I know Jesus. I know that he defeated Satan, and I know Paul because Paul knew that Jesus had defeated Satan. But who are you? Do you know it? Do you know that you are now victorious in Christ Jesus? Paul went on to say in Romans 8, 28, For we know that all things work together for the good to them that love the Lord. We know it. All things work together for the good to them that love the Lord Jesus Christ. And then in closing, in 1 John, John uses this word know, knowing who you are. Uses this word about 36 times in the book of 1 John. And I'd like every one of you to open your Bible and look at this. What God desires that you know. And brother, to the degree that you know this is to the degree that when those evil spirits come, you'll be able to tell them where to go because of what you know. Amen? Because of what you know. In 1 John chapter 2, verse number 3, And hereby we do know that we know him. Say that. Say we know that we know him. That's what the Word says. John was saying that we know that we know Him. We know that we know Him if we keep His commandments. We know that we know Him if we keep His commandments. He that saith, I know Him, 
and keepeth not his commandments is a liar, and the truth is not in him. Brother, if you're saying you know him today and not keeping his commandments, you're being roughshod over by the devil because he don't know you either. It says here, the truth is not in you. And it goes on to say, But whosoever keepeth his word in him verily is the love of God perfected. Hereby know we that we know that we are in him. Hereby know that we are in him. We know that we are in Christ. Then again in 3.2 it says, Beloved, now are we the sons of God, and it does not yet appear that we shall be like him, but we know again, we know that, when he shall appear, we shall be like him, for we shall see him as he is. That's two times in First John already. We know him if we keep his commandments. We also know that when he comes, we're going to be like him. Amen? Amen. Then in verse 14, 14, we know that we have passed from death unto life because we love the brethren. We know that we have passed from death unto life if we love the brethren. So are you loving the brethren? We know that we have passed from death unto life if we love the brethren. Turn back with me to 2.20 if you would. But ye have an unction from the Holy One, and you know all things. Do you know all things today because of that unction that you have from the Holy One? Then again in verse number 24 of chapter 3. And he that keepeth his commandments dwelleth in him, and he in him, and hereby we know that we abide, he abides in us. We know that he abides in us. Do you know that he abides in you? Do you know that? You need to know it. If you don't, Satan will just run roughshod right over you, just like he did the sons of Siva. I know Jesus, I know Paul, but who are you? You say, I know that the Spirit of God dwelleth in me. I know that I keep His commandments. I know that all things work together for the good to them that love the Lord. I know that when He comes, I'm going to be like Him. I know that I have the unction of the Holy Ghost, and it lives inside of me, and it abides inside of me, Satan. So you get out of here in the name of Jesus right now. Satan will come at you and say, oh, man, go and look at that Playboy magazine, man. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Brother, he's got you. You don't know who you are. You don't know that Christians have the Spirit of God in them, and they don't do things like that. They keep the commandments of God. Amen? And then all of a sudden you come over here crying and say, Oh, Charles, I just, I just don't know why I'm not living a victorious life. It's because you hadn't been keeping his commandments. You hadn't been obedient. Satan just run right rough shot over you. It says here in Acts chapter 19 that they that believed went out and burned their books. They burnt their garbage. They burnt the, the curious art books that they were involved in. They burnt them and repented and come to Jesus. 
And the Word of God prevailed over every area of their life. Is the Word of God prevailing over every area of your life? If it's not, brother, you're letting Satan come in and strip you naked and cause you to live a defeated life. You've got to know who you are in Christ. Does he know who you are? See, you are what the Word says you are here. You're not what He says you are. You are what the Word says you are. And the Word says that you've been born again, filled with the Holy Ghost. Amen? And given power and anointing and become the sons and the temples of God. That's what the Word says. Going on in 1 John to finish this right here. In chapter 4, 1 John, verse 13, Hereby know we that we dwell in him and he in us because he has given us his spirit. Amen. Then in chapter 5, verse number 2, By this we know that we love the children of God when we love God and keep his commandments. We know that we love the children of God. Then in verse number 13, These things have I written unto you that believe on the name of God that you may know that you have eternal life. That you might know that you have eternal life. And then in verse 19, And we know that we are of God and the whole world life in wickedness. Do you know you're of God? We know that we're of God. The sons of Siva didn't know that they were of God because they were not of God. They were exorcists. Trying to use God's name. And the devil knew that they didn't know God's name. Does the devil know today that you don't know God's name? His name is Jesus. His name is Jesus. His name is above every name that is named. His name prevails over every name that is named. That word has to now prevail and grow in your own life or you're going to be stripped, stark raving naked and you're going to run out of this institution wounded and go out there and you're going to end up right back in here again because you don't know who you are. Who are you? Demons know who you are. God knows who you are. And those demons are looking at you and saying, Jesus, I know. He defeated me at Calvary. And I know that Paul knows that Jesus got the victory at Calvary. But what do you know? What do you know? Who are you? Who are you? Do you know you're a son of God? Do you know you're the temple of the Holy Ghost? Do you know that you've been given power and ability? Do you know that you've been given eternal life? Do you know that you know that you know God when you keep His commandments? Do you know that you know God in the whole world, life, and wickedness? But you know God, amen? And you repent of all your wicked ways, of all your, your demonic type activity that you've been allowing to take place in your life, and you come to Jesus, you say yes to Him and receive Jesus as your personal Savior, and He takes you out of darkness, and He resurrects you into His marvelous light. Praise God, you're set it in the heavenly places, looking down on that old devil, and He comes and looks up at you, and He says, I know you know who you are, so I'm not going to bother you. He becomes a little old kitten, you know? 
pat him on the head and say, get out of here in the name of Jesus. I ain't going for your okie doke. So you got to know who you are. Got to know who you are in Christ. Praise God. Let's all bow. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. If you don't know who you are in Christ this morning, maybe you don't even know that you're saved. If you don't know that you're saved this morning, I want you to get saved. I want you to know it beyond a shadow of a doubt. I want you to know it. Know that you're saved. Know that you have power. Know the truth and it will set you free. Praise God. And just come up here this morning and one of the brothers will pray for you. If you don't know that you're saved. Maybe you want to make a recommitment. Maybe you've been make, making some wrong judgments in life. I mean, maybe you need to confess those openly. Maybe you need to repent of, of wrong thinking. Maybe you need to repent of some actions that you've done this week and that you just have failed to do. No greater feeling than to know that you've been forgiven. No greater feeling to know that you've in the commandments of Jesus Christ. And brother, as soon as you know that, beyond a shadow of a doubt, did you know that turkey Satan has lost? Lost. Lost his grip on you. Lost his bondage that he had on you, praise God. Hallelujah. Praise God. If you want to see Jesus this morning, just raise your hand right now. Just raise your hand right now. Praise God. Hallelujah. Say, Jesus. Pray this right now, brothers, with your hands up. Say, Jesus. Let's all pray it. Jesus. I love you, and I receive you as my Savior. I ask that you forgive me of my sins. I believe that you rose from the dead. I believe that you defeated the works of the enemy. And I know that I have life in you because I receive your Holy Spirit. I ask that you forgive me of all the little things that I've been doing, not loving my brother the way I should, I ask that you forgive me of that. And I receive your power that comes through obedience to your word. And I know that I've been set free from the works of the devil. And I know Satan knows it. In the name of Jesus, I pray. Amen.